Hi folks, welcome to Would You Like Franchise With That, the show where we trawl our way through film franchises in full and then talk about them to each other. This week, Vin Diesel is fast and furious in the Riddick Trilogy. <laughs> There should be a Riddick song. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. That would Rid, be really Rid, good. Rid, Riddick. I think, it would, I think it would be like a new metal song. Like oh, it yeah, would be like Linkin Park, Park with, with, with like a, a rap bit in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linkin Park feet. Not Jay-Z. Someone shitter than Jay-Z. Uh, LL Cool J. Because I feel yeah. like he's got the chops on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or Will Smith. Oh, what if Vin Diesel did the raps? He could rap, he, I think. He probably could. Do you know he's into World of Warcraft? Not World of Warcraft, sorry. Warcraft. Dungeons uh, and Dragons. Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Yeah, yeah, he's like sorry. a dungeon master. Yeah. I would yeah. love, he's got such a good voice. I'd love to play Dungeons and Dragons with him. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but <laughs> yeah, I, well. I reckon he'd take yeah. me in. So the fact that Vin Diesel plays Dungeons and Dragons kind of It makes it so much more accessible. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> before that, I was all nerds. <laughs> he's pretty big, buff, even. He's a buff. Are we talking about the movie now? Uh, Not yet. Well, yeah, not yet. But hey, let's start. Welcome to Would You Like Franchise with that. Uh, Callan, you proposed that we watch the Riddick trilogy. Sorry about that, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't apologize. Nah, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. I want more. The, uh, The Riddick trilogy being Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, and Riddick. And apparently, there's also like an animated yeah, series. Yeah, I saw a trailer for that. Yeah, did either of you guys watch it? No, no neither did I. Because fuck that. No, I watched the trailer for it, and and yeah, I didn't mm. want to watch it. Well, I wanted to play the video game as well, the Escape from Butcher Bay on yeah. Xbox exclude. Uh, but... <laughs> I love your abbreviations. <laughs> um, and you told me there's a number two. I didn't know that. So he goes back to Butcher Bay and has to escape yeah, again. This is a much bigger franchise than I thought it was. Like it's uh, you know, two games. I think there's two anime standalone mm. movies, three movies. Comic books, probably. Probably. Fan art. <laughs> <laughs> Fanfic. <laughs> Slash fic. <laughs> Alright, why don't we go uh, right back to the start? Uh Callan. Are you yeah. going to tell us what happens in Pitch Black? Uh, yeah. Or Chronicles of Ready Pitch Black. Oh, that's right. Because they redid they the title after it came out. Because I saw this before it came out originally when it was mm. just Pitch Black. And mm. then when I went to rewatch it, it was called Chronicles of Riddick. Pitch. The little two dots. What? Colon. Colon. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my name and your name combined. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Pitch Black. So, Pitch Black is a action horror sci-fi movie with Vin Diesel. After crashing their spaceship into a uh, planet, a ragtag group of passengers need to find a way to survive on the inhospitable desert planet that they found themselves on. One of those passengers is the infamous 
Richard B. Riddick. <laughs> Richie Riddick. They, they Dick, say Dick his, Riddick. He says his name is Richard Riddick at one point, and then they never refer to it again. Just, <laughs> Dick Riddick. Dick Riddick. Uh, who is a killer, escape artist, and all-around bad dude. Johns, a space bounty hunter, is really pissed off uh, when Riddick escapes. But it turns out that Riddick is not the baddest dude on this rock. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds sorry, good, right? Sorry, carry on. No. <laughs> uh, turns out the planet is full of bloodthirsty space bats. <laughs> uh, the good news is that the space bats, like regular bats, only come out at night. Uh, the even gooder news is that the planet has like three suns, so it hardly ever gets dark. But the super not good news is that there is a month-long eclipse that is about to start. Will Riddick and the others survive the night? Question mark? Yes. Well, well Riddick. <laughs> Riddick, Riddick obviously does. Yeah. Um, Pitch Black is a really good film. It's pretty great. Uh, I think it held my attention the least. Really? What? Mm. Okay. You're weird. Uh, Sorry. I like you, though. <laughs> Thanks. I like to seeing how you react to things. I think I've, se- I think I've seen this so many times where I was just mm. like, the acting is really bad. It feels very um, dated, mm. but that that made me enjoy it a lot more. Like yeah. it was made in two thousand, but it, it definitely had a lot of that kind of like nineties low budget sci fi feel to it. Yeah, like it, with the color grading, mm. and there was like a few cases where they like skewed the mm. image weirdly, oh. or just like they went into like negative uh, yeah, for a yeah, second, yeah. and it just it felt really like. They really go over the top with that in the second one. The slanted camera angles in the second one. I didn't notice it that much. Oh in the second man, one. every every shot was on like a forty five degree. Oh, you mean the camera <laughs> angle? Yeah, yeah sorry. No, yeah, I was the, talking the... about more like they actually distort the image. Yeah. So they oh yeah, were, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I see. I see mm. what you mean. Because I think they yeah, just but... discovered the technology for skew yeah. in two thousand. <laughs> no, but I do know what you mean about the second one. It goes yeah. crazy with that. Mm. Um, yeah, what you're saying about um, it reminding you of those 90s horror movies, low budge, mm. uh, like Cube. I kept thinking oh, this is yeah. like very much like Cube. Like, yeah. I haven't really seen any of these actors before. They're doing a good mm. job, but... Because this is pretty early Vin, Vin Diesel as well, right? Yeah. Like he yeah. wasn't a name before I think this, this was his first big, breakthrough big, role. Yeah. Yeah. He's so buff. Mm. That's <laughs> He's that's, super that's the only note I have. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a hard body. He's got a really good bod. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you were talking about. I think I also have a sweet spot for this, uh, just because it's like clearly filmed in Australia with mm. a couple Australian actors yeah. who like aren't notable Australian actors, but they just like have Australian a- accents for mm. no reason. Yeah, it's kind of got a bit of a soft spot for that. Rada Mitchell, what, what was she in? After the, was it after this or before this? She was in some stuff. Is she Fry the captain? Yes, or whatever it sub captain, mm. vice captain, deputy she captain. Was in <laughs> some other horror movie. I should really know my. You should make more notes. Make more notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize her from anything. Uh, I found it interesting this movie where you know it's renamed the Chronicles of Riddick pitch black mm. um but really it's sort of a movie about her the captain her sort of like story about yeah. how she's um, finds humanity in this uh I, yeah i, th- I think she, i think they do a lot of stuff with like who is the protagonist of this movie mm-hmm. and she is for the most part but then at the end spoilers uh where they fly away 
and uh, and someone says something to Riddick, and he's like, "I don't know who Riddick is anymore. He's left on that planet because now I'm a good man." Um, <laughs> <laughs> which they totally throw away in the next two movies, but um, yeah, like he's the one who has the transformation. Mm. Mm. Didn't didn't this didn't Riddick become a franchise? I, I read um, about this movie that uh, originally. Riddick was in the original draft. Riddick was going to die, and she was going to survive. Oh, really? But then they were like, "Oh, we could make a franchise about this. Let's keep him because he's he's more of an action star." Yeah. And wow. So so they re redid it to allow for the sequels. Yeah. So I I the reason I picked this franchise um, was uh, basically it. It varies so much between mm. the first and the second one, mm. and the first one is a really great standalone, uh, very simple story. It's basically yeah. like you know, it's like Alien meets Mad Max or something, mm. um, and it's it's like you know, it's not as well written as Alien, but it's it's actually like pretty well put together and engaging for the whole duration. Whereas the second one, <laughs> it's just, Ooh, it's just cool boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just kind of, yeah, thought. Uh, Do you think the naming convention of like the renaming Chronicles of Riddick Pitch Black is a little bit odd that you just called the second one the Chronicles of Riddick without yeah. any? Yeah, because the, the second one should have been, really, the second one should have been called Chronicle of Riddick because it's one story. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Is this when Chronicles of Narnia thought, came out? thought that might have got to be a laugh. <laughs> Shit, everything's Chronicles. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, you know, so this came out in 2004. Like, what were the big mm. movies in 2004? Because, like, I can just imagine the studio being like, you know, what yeah. big budget sci-fi yeah. properties do we have? You know, oh, this Riddick movie. Put a Chronicles on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do have to have a similar Pop a Chronicle name. on there. Right, you'd have to have like a name that you carry over, I suppose. Well, they couldn't have called the second one Pitch, Pitch. Black Two. No, Pitch the Chronicles of Riddick. They could have called the third one Pitch Black Two. Almost, yes. <laughs> they could have called <laughs> Pitch enough. Black again and just put out the same movie. <laughs> they could. It would be called Rain. 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 Go away. Pitch blue. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about more more about the movie. That I've got some weird moments here that I want to bring up and get your take on. Mm-hmm. Firstly, what about the whale skeletons that are on this planet? You know, when they first they're like elephants, ship. right? Well, they're just big, some sort of big animal that used to be there, but now isn't because the space bats ate them all. Mm. Uh, okay. Space bats, I guess. I don't know. Maybe because I was thinking maybe some other cargo ship dropped them off or something, but. I couldn't really. <laughs> no, I think they're just native animals on this weird planet. Okay. If we're talking about the ecology, which all of my notes are about, <laughs> I'm wondering what these space bats yep. eat yep. Yeah. when there's nothing else around. Yeah. Well, I think that's each why other. they had them eat each other. Mm. And I was wondering that. Can you have a species that exists entirely on eating itself? Like, is that an ecology? Oh, like, is that... I don't think so. Because it's kind of like evolutionarily. So this is a planet that has mm. three suns and every 21 years there's a month of darkness, but the rest of the time it's like mm. really bright. And the main animal on this planet can't go above the surface for 21 years. Yeah. 
Straight. And, it's, and it's not like they hibernate or anything because whenever they're hanging out in dark places. I feel like they'll be like dark. licking moss or something and getting yeah. really ripped on the moss because the moss is all <laughs> just like, <laughs> moss is just protein. Moss diet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the killing of the humans wasn't even like a hunger thing. It was just for fun just almost. Incidental. Just for funsies. Yeah. Maybe they're like cicadas. You know, cicadas, how they, um, they kind of like lay their... Uh, like baby cicada things, and then they, there's like I think a seven year period where they just kind of like ferment, and then they all come out like at once. Wow! Um, and, and they make like a plague of yeah. uh, like locusts. Um, so Where are they maybe for seven years. Uh, I think they just like in the ground. Trees. Yeah, yeah, in the ground, and then they all come out. Um, it's pretty freaky. And then they like lose their uh skin. Yeah, everywhere you mm. see them on the tree. So yeah. maybe like they were just awake because it was only a week or so before, or a couple of days before the the sunset. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. No, that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Too bad they didn't explain any of that in the movie. Well, you know, subtext, Jack. <laughs> yeah, it took Fifteen years for you. You got to put a little bit of work in yourself, Jack. You can't <laughs> sit there. And... Oh, I put in a lot of work watching. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk a little bit about the cast of characters? Mm. Um, I have never, ever, of... until watching this movie, seen an Australian man named Zeke. Uh, who's, yeah, who's Zeke, Zeke was the Zeke's... like Aboriginal guy. Yeah. Um, so there was Zeke and Shazza, Shazza. two Australian. Crikey! Uh, like they were like space bushwhackers or something. Is that the girl who got torn in half? Huh? Is that the girl who got torn in half? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. sweet. That was good. <laughs> um, there is. Uh, Fry, which is the Captain Lady, mm. who's basically the main character for mm. most of the movie. I'll make a very quick point about her, or this movie and her. Mm. I thought it was very interesting that quite quickly, like it was, I'm, I don't want to say it was feminist, but it was a little bit um, feminist. Like everyone kind of immediately deferred to her as the captain of the mm. ship when there were lots of other like very manly men around. They could have, I just thought that was interesting. I thought she was a good, strong character. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's interesting the way that this series treats women in general, and that's that uh, that women are just men with different bodies. <laughs> <laughs> like, this comes up especially in the third one, which we'll talk about a bit more, where there's a character in it mm. who is, like, kind of the replacement for Fry. They look a bit similar. Um, and she's, like, a hard... Merc, uh, and she's like a lesbian, so she like yeah. even her but sexual preference is the same. Um, well, she is until she meets. Or she curious, yeah, curious for some Riddick. I mean, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to Riddick. But yeah. I, and then there's um, Jack, uh, who is the uh, the young boy character who spoilers turns out is a girl mm. in the end of the movie, and is pretending to be a boy because he's. He run away from home or something? Is that no? The story? She says it's so people would like not take her seriously, but just sort of worry about her less. Yeah, right. Mm. Why also, is she traveling through space by herself? Ah, uh, why? Why are any of them going anywhere? Yeah, I so, found it weird because I was watching the movie and I knew straight away, oh, that's a girl. And then that moment in the movie where everyone's like, "You're a girl," like, um. Did you just think that she was supposed to be a girl the whole time? Yeah, I just thought she was meant to be a girl with her shaven head. I'm like, because yeah. of the future, that's what yeah. anyone can do. 
I remember seeing the first time, the first time I saw this like, at the cinemas mm. in 2000. I remember that scene coming up and being like, <gasps> oh, oh, now these feelings I'm having make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got a crazy plot twist you'll never see coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but again, like she is uh, the two kind of female characters in that movie, uh, one of which is literally playing a boy for 80% mm. of the movie and the other one kind of just acts in a pretty masculine way. Yeah, um, They have some more like overtly feminine characters in the Chronicles of Riddick, but they're super superficial um, to the point of it just being like almost derogatory. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, definitely. Um, There's a line from that that I'll mention. Oh, I might as well mention it now. What does he say? I haven't smelled beautiful in a while or something. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Yeah, he he has a bit of like um, he gets a little bit of rapey vibes sometimes. Yeah, Riddick yeah. in the third one, in the third one especially. But let's yeah, we'll save that for the third one. Let's keep going through the the characters. Yeah, who, so else, we've got, who else have we we've got? got? Johns, who's the space bounty hunter slash drug addict mm. slash like good guy, or is he? No, he's not. He's no, bad he's guy. not. He's a bad guy. Uh there's. Uh, he, I would say he's almost an anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> and that he's not a hero. I think there's just like two... Riddick an- is an anti-hero. Yeah, but Johns is also... He's like an anti-anti-hero. He's like the anti-anti-hero. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's not. Oh, no, no, but no. he's like... He's like um, he's, he's also logical in what he wants mm, to do. He's self, self-preserving. He's a pragmatist. Yeah. Yes, and Riddick, I think... I think Riddick's sort of like that as well, but maybe not as smart as John's. <laughs> Riddick, Riddick is just a big teddy bear underneath. He just puts mm. on a tough facade, don't you reckon? That is true. That is very true. Like, even in his voiceover, yeah. he's just talking about how much of a hard body he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in space and I don't sleep. Everybody else sleeps, but I'm like Riddick. <laughs> I don't need to sleep. I don't, I don't need to sleep. Sleep is for the weak, and I'm not weak and very strong. That comes back in the second movie as well, doesn't it? It opens it, the same way. I think all of them open with him like basically a- doing a monologue saying, Hey, did you forget about me, Riddick? I'm a really <laughs> tough spaceman. <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about Riddick's kind of like semi-superpower, which makes sense in the first movie, mm. uh, but not really in any of the others. No, they change it, don't they? Do they? Huh? They change where they came from. Okay, so you you explain what so you So basically, uh, in the first movie, uh, because the premise of the movie is that uh, all the suns go down and there's a bunch of kind of like creepy aliens that are eating people in the darkness that no one sees, the kind of thing that makes this character interesting is that in jail to so that he could sneak up on people, he got a shine job, <laughs> which <laughs> means that he played, uh, he paid... 20 menthol cools <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah, to have a, uh, a space prison surgeon uh, like do something weird to his eyes so that he can like see in the dark, mm. which basically means that whenever they cut to his POV, it's just got this really great like Photoshop shine yeah. filter on it. <laughs> and oh I noticed God. he only ever, he sees in the dark, but only ever in shades of pink and purple, which mm. are like the least badass colors you could see in. Oh, they're pretty badass colors. <laughs> Uh, but they change that, don't they? In the they second ch- one, they change into the sec in the second one where Furion, uh, people from Furia, or wherever it is, 
his home planet, oh, are born with those eyes. Right. Did he maybe, I think- Did he, he was, lie about yeah, it? Yeah, I think he was lying about it. Because that came the, out in the second one. In the third one, oh. well, was it the second one? Where someone- Yeah. So, in the second one, uh, Jack, who's not who's not Jack anymore, who's Kira, mm. we'll, get, we'll explain that. Maybe when we talk about the second one, well, but we don't she have time says, to explain everything. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, when they meet each other, because she's kind of obsessed with Riddick, she says she went looking for the guy who did the eye thing. Yeah, and she couldn't, and find, she couldn't him. find him. Yeah, uh, which would make sense almost. So that he was just lying about paying twenty menthol calls. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe is it kind of a is it kind of a secret where he's from? In the I think he, he tries to keep that quiet. Well, I I think that. I don't think that they wrote this movie with the intention of, it, of mm. making more movies. Yeah. So I think that I when they said it originally, yeah. that that's what they meant. Yeah. Because mm. um, that was badass. Like, I'm such a badass mm. that I play, like, I got illegal surgery in prison and now I can see in the dark, but not really in the light. It doesn't serve the purpose all the time, though, does it? What do you mean? Like, it's only good in the dark. Yeah, yeah it's only yeah, good in yeah. the dark. Yeah. And by- <laughs> in the daytime, he gets blinded. All you have to do is turn the lights on and then it'll be quite easy to attack. Yeah, that's yeah. why he's got the goggles. He's got the goggles, yeah. Mm. Yeah. If you lose the goggles. I was thinking this. He needs transition lenses. There's ever a market for someone. He's got the super sensitive. <laughs> if there's one person who could sell transition lenses, it's probably... Hi, I'm Vin Diesel. <laughs> I'm Dick Riddick. <laughs> Dick B. Riddick. Uh, yeah, you're right. He's got very sensitive eyes. He, and he looks like he's wearing those, um, those like Oakley, uh, over the head, like sunglasses. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were a thing. <laughs> they're like gripped onto your head. Yeah. Uh, so the they other would characters. be worth a lot of money these days. Uh, sorry, keep going. <laughs> the other characters that we didn't really mention before were, uh, Paris, who is the antiquities dealer. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, an all around expendable guy. Mm. He dies really well. Yeah. I like his death. Mm. Uh, and then we've got Imam and his three uh, identical expendable children. They, I thought he only had two. Yeah. Then, no, no, died. it's okay. I have a third <laughs> I have child. One. <laughs> they just keep dying. <laughs> Are they his children? Uh, yeah. No, just, I think they're the disciples. Like, well, he calls them his sons, but mm, I don't know. Mm, that's like Three sons just like the planet. Ooh. Oh. And then they all said, See, there is meaning to be uncovered mm. in this series. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we could do like a room 237 for Pitch Black. Yeah. This was uh, David Tui's thinly veiled uh, confession that he likes to make bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else was there? Was there anyone else? Uh, oh, that's it. It's just sort of a lean little movie. Yeah. Everyone else dies in the cra- in the plane crash at the start. Good crash sequence. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly for, you know, 15 years old, pretty low budget. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I, I actually watched the, fir- the third Riddick before I rewatched this one. Uh, and I think that it kind of like held up better as, as far mm. as like spectacle goes. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that it was a smaller budget movie. Yeah, probably. I thought the second one, the graphics were a bit dodge as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the aliens in Pitch Black look really, really good. Mm. Um, and the scenes where it goes dark and the aliens burst out of the the underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. They're incredible scenes. Yeah. I wow. think maybe it's got, it's a bit like um, 
you know how how Jurassic Park, the original one, still looks really good mm. because of things like you know scenes being set in the dark, so you, you can't yeah, see yeah. all the detail mm. and stuff. I think it was one of the maybe one of the last movies that used that to its advantage. Yeah, I I think that they did a really good job of like I I still can't really picture solidly what the alien actually looks like i kind of know that it's got like a weird kind of face and it's got yeah. these like it looks a bit like a hammerhead shark yeah it kind I've of got looks, here yeah it kind of looks like a shark ha- mm. it looks like a hammerhead shark mixed with the alien from aliens mixed yeah. with a bat yeah um but you never really get a sense of what it looks like because it doesn't hold in frame it's just like mm. a flurry of something and it's always in darkness yeah. and i think that really and they're like, often in um in flocks in, yeah in packs of mm. um Flying the sky and eating eating Shazza. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Shazza. I've got this note here that says aliens look like a face hugger had face sex with a hammerhead shark. So we're all on the same page. We are yeah, all same maybe page. that is what happened because you know how an alien you can make whatever you want. Yeah, it's like a cocktail. There's your the base base alien. That's like the Coca Cola, mm. and then you mix in whatever you want. Yep. That's how aliens work. <laughs> that's, that's how movie aliens work. Did you ever see Alien vs. Predator where they had that Predator alien? No. Which one was that? Alien vs. Predator. Just AVP. Yeah, I think it was like the last shot. And then there's Alien vs. Predator 2. Did it just make a normal alien? Or did it look no, like a predator? No, it made an alien but with alien a predator. With dreadlocks. Predator, predator um, mandibles. Oh, God. Please tell us that's our next franchise. Uh, Please, <laughs> that's two franchises. At some point, we've got to do the like Alien yeah, Predator and Alien, alien versus, versus Predator. Predator. That's its own franchise, though, isn't it? AVP. AVP. Because there's <laughs> two, how many of those are there? Two. Only two. two. Yeah. But we can tack them onto the rest of the other ones. Yeah, probably. They're, they're bad. Mm. That's big. Speaking of things that are bad, should we take a break and then talk about Chronicles of Riddick? Yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. <laughs> Space bats. Too many space bats. Um, hey, Callan, do you want to try your very hardest to explain what happened in the Chronicles of Riddick, the second film in the series? All right, bear with me, guys. Uh, this film made little sense, and it just, well, it kind of made sense, but there was just there was a lot of things that a happened. Lot of, so, a lot of tentacles to this film. So yeah, I, I'm I'm just going to paint the broad strokes for you guys. Mm. Let me paint you a word picture. <clears throat> Uh, Set five years after the events of Pitch Black, Riddick is again on the run. After finding out he has a new bounty on his head, he makes his way to the planet Helium Prime, where Judy Dench, a space witch, tells him that he (laughs) (laughs) needs... What? She is. You can't just keep putting space in front of (laughs) Yes, you can. It's sci-fi. That's exactly what you do. That's what he did. Yeah, Yeah, I plan on doing it. (laughs) <laughs> She's a space witch. Yeah, okay. Uh, where Judy Dench, a space witch, tells him that he needs to save the universe from the evil necromongers. They're called necromongers. necromongers. Uh, which is a cross between necro and monger. monger. <laughs> <laughs> They're mongering necro. Uh, so the necromongers are destroying planets for some reason. Uh, and Riddick is the only one who can save them. For some reason. There is reasons that they explain, but I don't really understand them. <clears throat> when Riddick finds out that Jack, the little boy girl from the first movie, is now all grown up and all locked up in space jail. 
he, uh, he decides to go and save her. Um, <laughs> there are a bunch of internal... Wait, he's still going. <laughs> <laughs> so much story. You, you just, just spoken about the first half hour of this two and a half hour movie. <clears throat> there are a bunch of internal uh, political mumbo jumbo with the Necromongers who are chasing Riddick. Uh, Riddick helps Jack, who's been renamed Kira. Kira or Ka- Kira. Ka- Kira. 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 Uh, escape from space jail, uh, and then she is captured by the Necromongers. <laughs> Riddick follows the Necro whatevers back to Helium Prime, and then he toads kills the king. Helion. Helium. <laughs> Helion? Space Helium. Helion. Everyone on the planet just speaks with a really he hard kills- <laughs> He kills the head space bad guy, and uh, then he becomes... King of the Mongers. What's that phrase they have? Um, you keep, keep what you kill. kill. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So the Necromongers are, are kind of like... Uh, they kind of reminded me like of the bad guys in Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you see that? Yeah. Um, I think they were called Necro-somethings as well, weren't they? They remind me of all the bad guys from all the Marvel slash Transformer movies. They're just on this killing spree... Blitzkrieging through the galaxies, mm. trying to blow up everything in their path. Did anyone understand, like, okay, so I know that in a big epic sci-fi movie, mm. you have to have a race of bad guys who are just, like, blowing up planets, and they're evil. Mm. Uh, these guys were evil. Like, they kind of had this uh, Roman underworld kind of thing going mm. on. But did you know, did you understand why they were... Killing or blowing up all the planets? Like, I know they were trying to get to the underverse. Mm. They were trying to convert a planet, and if you didn't want to convert to them, they were going to kill you. But they killed, they blew up all the planets, right? So they went to your planet, uh-huh. they're like, join us or die, uh-huh. and then they blow up the planet. But like, oh, do ha- they? Yeah. I didn't, I thought they were just. It- that was the first scene, then they blow up the planet because all the orbs come out of those weird head, head uh, trombones. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought were pretty cool. Um, but like, how did so okay. why? Yeah, are you saying why? Yeah, yeah, why? Mm, I don't know. So, there's, <laughs> so there's Lord Marshall, who's the head bad guy. Yeah, and I say head because he's got a whole bunch of heads, yes, like all over him. You know, I actually thought of this exact question why are they bothering to go to all these planets and blow them up? Yeah, mm. um, but then I just thought they've got this great tech, um, <laughs> <laughs> this tech. Where they just like shove these massive um, javelins in the planet and just blow. It's like, join us because that'll just increase the size of our army. Or what do they need an army for? So they need an army so they can invade more planets. Mm, Why are they invading the planets? Because they want to go to the Underverse, right? I guess they need the resources to continue the search for the Underverse. Okay, but the search is getting bigger. The search is costing a lot. Yeah, and they need to go across the whole universe. Right. Like, I'm talking the triple bottom line here. So, you're talking about they're like, hey, is the underverse on this planet? No. Okay, well, we'll blow it up so we don't, like, recheck it. Yes. Yeah, I guess. Even though their their leader has been to the underverse, like, he sort of knows where it is, right? Yeah, so the leader guy, Lord Marshall, he's been to the underverse, and now his superpower is that he is a little bit in the future, He's half alive and half something else. Yeah, so sometimes his soul will like just like jump from one side of the room to the other. Yeah. Oh no, wait, he's half dead? 
Yeah. Tell something else. And he can rip out people's souls. Mm. And when he does that, he says, I'll take your soul. <laughs> <laughs> and when he actually does that, I was finding it interesting. He like tears someone's soul out. The and soul the- looks at the body and the body's like, my soul. I'm like, there's nothing left in the body to be like my soul. Yeah, the body. Body. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, right. Maybe the body has. Because then he had to kill the soul. So there's like, okay. So to set the scene, <laughs> they're they're on helium prime. Helion prime. Helion prime, mm-hmm. and they're like, join us or die. So they're in like a Roman um, sort of yeah. Congress looking. Building. And then this one guy speaks up and he's like, I, we will never join you, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> you think this gives you, you think this gives you power over me, Batman? <laughs> I was born in darkness, molded by us. <laughs> he doesn't say any of this. He doesn't even talk like that. He's just a normal guy. Eventually, he would have run up. I will break your spine, Batman. Uh, <laughs> this guy gets up and says, <clears throat> "We will not <laughs> join your space team." team uh, and then the head necromancer guy come, comes along and says, <laughs> "Well, if you do join, it's actually necromonger. You said necromancer. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> sorry, guys. You said necrophilia." <laughs> <laughs> The necromonger gets up and goes, uh, join me or I'll take your soul. And then he grabs his soul and then he strangles the guy's soul. And the guy's like, oh, no, my soul. And then everyone just is like, okay, where do I sign up? Yeah. <laughs> like, where do I? Um, okay. So the opening scene uh, where Riddick has gone to Helion Prime just the first half an hour of this movie looks almost like a fan movie. I don't know if you got that vibe. Everything was green screen and mm. the, it was like they had one set. Mm. Everything looked really, really you know bad. You the vibe I, I got? Like, I thought it looked like a video game. and play, Like a like, cutscene. Like, like, kind of like, like a lot of it looked like the CGI looked like a cutscene, but a lot of it, like he would walk through an area and he was very linear yeah. the way he had to get through. And there was a bit where... He the the necromongers have a character who has this weird thing on his face and he can see really well. Or yeah, something. yeah. And they had to hide from him by like sneaking behind pillars, which was like a level That's, in the game. It's true, and there was kind of like mini bosses and mm, big yeah, bosses. Yeah, and to beat the mini bosses, he would have to hit him three times, and yeah. then it would expose his weak point, and then you oh, have to hit that. You got and, the combo. And the weak point of the first mini boss is just so just, glaringly obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. the <laughs> massive knife sticking out of his back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Like, oh. You found my weakness! My bad knife! <laughs> so um, there's a guy, for all you listeners, there's a guy who's the biggest, baddest necromonger soldier guy who's just walking around and bo- boagriusing everyone. <laughs> Boagrius being from Thor. <laughs> oh, no, not Thor, sorry. Troy. Another four-letter... Mm. Word same with T. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what else? True. <laughs> Them. Tool. All right, stop. <laughs> and there's a knife sticking out of his back, but that's there. It looks, seems like it's been there for a long time. Is it? Okay, so this is another thing that confused me. Are the Necromongers undead? Not all. Because some of them seem undead. They've got, there's those um, Jean Paris Jeanette looking dudes with the goggle face, mm. with the like infrared. They're kind of like sniffer dogs, but they're people, and they've mm. got like a big infrared face. Uh, so like and they're, they're like clearly mutants or something. They're, yeah. they're clearly like dead. 
There's some sort yeah. of half alive, half not and, very social. And the dude with the <laughs> dude with the um, knife in his back. He's got a knife in his back. He's got a knife in his back. He's dead. He's like reverse reverse dead, where if you take the knife out of his back, he dies. Yeah. He kind of reminded me, like, of the the mountain in Game of Thrones, how they bring him back from the dead. Spoiler for Game of Thrones season five. Mm. You're supposed to say spoiler before you spoil something. Mm. I don't do that. I do it the opposite. I like to mix it up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I feel like... I don't want to talk about this guy much longer. Um, <clears throat> so we so won't. I won't. <laughs> um, I'd like to take a step back to the very start of the movie uh, where they introduce my favorite character of the movie, Tombs. Tombs, the bounty Tombs, hunter. Tombs, the bounty hunter. Tombs, the bounty hunter, and his like band of uh, bounty hunter friends who are a bit like the um, the bad guys from Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them falls onto the other in the snow, and they're like... <laughs> Oh, yeah, too. So the movie opens with Riddick, who is like got dreadlocks and a beard, and he's been like in solitude for five years, and he's mm. being chased by Tombs and his crew uh, in this like little spacecraft. And I actually quite enjoyed that sequence. And I it was one of the early sequences in the movie. And I'm like, if this whole movie is like this, because I remember watching it and being disappointed by the Chronicles of Riddick. If this whole movie is like this, I could kind of get into it. It's pretty just goofy sci-fi silliness. Mm. Um and then that went on for about 15 minutes. Uh, and then they introduced the whole Judy Dench is a lady made of wind and uh, <laughs> an elemental. Mm. It gets uh, out of control, doesn't it? And then, yeah, it, the movie just got really bogged down. There was there was actually a lot about this movie that I did, like, I was just sitting there with a goofy smile on my face being like, this is so stupid and I love it. Yeah, I thought there was some really cool, like, mythology there. Like, I didn't know what the underverse was or... Any of that stuff. But you know when he goes into that room and then all these sort of cocoons of people sort of pop out and start mm. psych, like trying to break into his oh, brain. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. that was really well designed. And, yeah. and the, the, the Necromonger's main ship and all that mm. stuff. I thought there was some cool they definitely didn't, They definitely didn't cheap out on sets or costumes. No. I'll give them that. Yeah. Like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of places in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, this movie is so much better. Bigger it's than Pitch huge. Black. huge. It's an epic. Shit. Yeah. Do you think it's a bit odd how, like, how quickly they they, they jumped to epic? I feel well, like this I almost think... could have been the third movie. Well, I feel like... I yeah. I was I was uh, doing a little bit of research about this one as well. Mm. And I actually found this, this fact a little bit almost heartwarming. Because they made Pitch Black. Yeah. Right. And as we were saying earlier, Vin Diesel's a big Dungeons and Dragons nerd. Uh, Vin Diesel apparently said no to doing Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, for which he would have been paid $20 million yeah. to make this movie for $50,000. And he he did have a cameo in Tokyo Drift, which he didn't get paid for, but he he negotiated the rights to the Riddick character. Yeah. And he's a producer on this one and the third one. I think, yeah, yeah. I think Vin Diesel just really loves these movies. Yeah, I and think really, so. Like, they're his nerdy little, like, sci-fi fantasy thing... That right, he does right, right. probably doesn't make. I, don't th- I think this one bombed at the box. I don't think it made. Any I think money. it made a hundred mil. Uh, did I think it, it uh, might have just one. made budget. It was really or... critically panned when mm, it came yeah. out. Like it was a it was a joke, and that was kind of the other reason that I picked this is that 
I was kind of curious to go back and look at this. This came out in 2004. It's been about 10 mm. years. And often those movies that come out that are just like really panned, you go back and watch them 10 years later. And with the lens of time, mm. <laughs> uh, they, they like feel a bit more, you know, fun. Mm. Uh, and I think this did. Like I actually did enjoy quite a lot of this, um, like from a kind of nostalgia point of view, like uh, just like the, they don't really make movies like this anymore. Like the the sort of for good reason, I feel. Yeah, I I don't know. It, like you said before, Guardians of the Galaxy. I got kind of a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. Yeah, there is a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. in this. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, I think Vin Diesel. The reason I was interested to go back to this series was because Vin Diesel seems like he's the head of this franchise, Fast and the Furious, which has defied all logic and all of a sudden become like a billion dollar movie yeah. per movie franchise. The sixth one was the highest grossing uh, international release of last year, mm. I think, before yeah, it made a World billion dollars. It's like in the top 10 or something yeah, of grosses yeah. of all time. And that's probably just going to get bigger and bigger. But the thing. So Riddick. Or- I feel like there is one more Riddick to go as well, which is... It's in production. Uh, I think it's might soon be in production. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but he signed up for another one and they are they have confirmed they're making it. And it could could go on to make more than the last one, which the, the third one made 100, 100 mil. But the thing is, like, mm. no matter how commercially unsuccessful or critically unsuccessful the chronicles of riddick were it must have been somewhat successful because they made two video games mm. and two anime series mm. uh, anime movies yeah. about it so there's clearly like there is a fan there's base something for it. there mm. someone's and i think someone's it's liking it. obsession with vin Di- like it's his it's really his brand yeah right? like yeah absolutely almost yeah it's all i think him. it's also just kind of like how many sci-fi franchises are there really not many Hmm. you got star wars you got star trek like what are the other big budget action sci-fi franchises Mm, well they're alien and stuff which is getting prometheus 2 which is probably gonna be good but i mean like that's like yeah i guess so i guess alien and, and pitch black are pretty similar but i'm talking like you know like space opera kind of there's not a lot out there not sure. So I think that, you know, big budget sci-fi, like there's just, I think it's going to have an audience. Mm. But then at the same time, you know, like Jupiter Ascending. Mm. Didn't see it. I saw it and um, <laughs> you, <laughs> you liked it. That, you? I reckon that'd be close to this one, right? The second one? Yeah. Second really? Actually, I might save that for recommendations. <laughs> Don't make me do that. <laughs> um. So I've got heaps and heaps of notes here. I remember back in the day when this came out. I didn't see it. This was the first time I'd watched it. Mm. But I vaguely remember hearing that it was quite good. Like people were surprised by how good it was. But I think having watched it now, that must have been about the video game. Is the video game good? Apparently, the video, video game is really well received. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what they were talking about. And it's quite expensive if you want to get on eBay. Well, it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but then you've got to add postage. But... <laughs> <laughs> Break it down for a spell. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be you're looking at about thirty dollars if you want to get ready on Xbox. On Xbox, um, <laughs> if you're talking Xbox, <laughs> if you're talking uh, PlayStation Two. So one of the main points for me in this movie is this ridiculous rule. Ridiculous. Spo- spoiler alert for the end. Yeah, I feel like you've 
got to watch like you've got to watch the movies before you listen to these podcasts. Yeah. And, so and um the spoilers we should just make the spoiler alert right at the start of the show. Yeah, anyway, maybe we'll It's implied. It. It's Riddick implied. kills meow, meow. the spoiler main bad guy. The main baddie. Yeah. Just bef- hilariously just before Carl Urban wants to kill the guy. But because the rule is if you kill the leader of this co- like this you keep group. what you kill. Yeah. You keep what you, which doesn't quite make sense to me. But anyway, you you will become the leader. If you kill the leader, you become the leader. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, Classic lion herd mentality. Isn't yeah. that just ridiculous? Yeah, you think like that there would be a lot of political instability oh. with that if that was the rule. Because assuming like you're you're going to be assassinated by someone who doesn't agree with what your faction is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Riddick is I, not I, about I think that, the, like, that's supposed to just be, like, the leader is such a badass because he's got his, like, um, underworld powers that, like, no one would ever dream of trying to kill him. And the only reason that the other dude tried to kill him was because he was, like, had been softened up by Riddick. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that got me thinking. What if uh, they didn't die at the the sword of someone? They died of like natural, natural causes, causes or some <laughs> so inanimate like, object. It becomes the king. They put the tumor on the, <laughs> on the on the throne or some inanimate object. He got hit by a car or something. <laughs> we have worshipped the the mm. car. The car. <laughs> yeah, it's a silly rule. Very very silly. Um, this film has, we can probably wrap up Chronicles of Riddick soon, I think, but this film has, um, my favorite thing about this one and the third one, they don't do it so much in the first one because the first one isn't quite as dumb as the other two, but they start, they do, uh, the second and third one, there's a lot of, there's a lot of one-liners in these films. Yeah, but great. But they just don't, they don't exist. Yeah. And they're not, they don't mean anything. Yeah. Like in the... Yeah. Your, your, <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> your mate Tombs. Yeah. Tombs. Tombs. When they like see Riddick or they're about, to, they're about to do something. Yeah. He turns to his mates and goes, throw on a fresh pair of panties. Okay. I said that to my friends only a few days ago. Yeah. My favorite bit in this movie, and I, I love it when movies do this, when they are... Confident enough in themselves, <laughs> very overconfident to be life. able to do this. Tombs, who's like, um, who actually ends up being like a pretty big secondary character in the movie, mm. uh, gets like outdone by Riddick and put into a cage with these two kind of like fire uh, dogs. Uh, and as Riddick is running away, he turns to the camera and goes, "Riddick!" <laughs> Which is great when someone uh, when someone shouts the name of your movie. <laughs> I wish you'd shouted Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> I thought that was a bit harsh, actually. That he left him there. Oh uh, yeah, I was hoping that Tombs would come back in the third one, um, and that he would be mm. one of the mercenaries in that. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 that would have been good. Hey, I wanted to ask you guys a little question. Mm. Uh, Vin Diesel is like pretty, like you know, he, he kind of like owns the role now. Yeah. Like you said, that he's a producer on the mm-hmm. movies. Uh, like he is Riddick. Yeah. But if you could recast Riddick, who Ooh. who would you get? The only person I think of as like comparable to Vin Diesel is Dwayne the Rock Johnson. 
It, oh, like yeah, they're kind of they're the two guys now. I think it would be a lot sillier if it was Dwayne the Rock yeah, Johnson. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fucking silly as it is. No, but like <laughs> I, I don't think that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like no, he's, as he's, hard. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's harder he's like, of body, but yeah. softer of mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like comically proportioned. Yeah, whereas Riddick is a he's a big dude, but you can mm. imagine seeing him walking out. Yeah, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson is like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, he's absurd. He's very he's, lean, isn't he? I feel like you've got someone in mind to recast as Riddick. Uh, yeah, I I was thinking like you know, uh, Vin Diesel is a very kind of like intimidating because of his stature but like who else does that really kind of like maniac kind of like guy that you'd be afraid of mm. and i was i really want to see this movie with nick cage <laughs> <laughs> playing riddick just imagine what yeah, that would be yeah, yeah, yeah. like like you know like crazy and he's pretty crazy as well or he has been in various what no Nicholas, he's not Nicolas cage it, um con air was, was he, he ripped in that? Oh, he was ripped. Okay. okay. In his action film day. Does he still Would he be bald? Films? Yeah, he still makes action films like in like Bulgaria and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Would he have to be bald? Uh, no, no. Like I see him with long hair, mm. uh, like long scruffy hair. Mm. Um, yeah, basically like Connie Air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or maybe like um, Face Off. Nick Cage. No, but, Vin, but Riddick isn't Riddick isn't mental. Riddick no, is no, very but cool, I'm just, I'm just thinking like what a different actor would bring right, to the okay. role. And you give him exactly the same lines mm. and everything. Uh, and just yeah. like it would be a very different series. Mm. There's if, a great line in the first one that I'd like to hear Nicholas Cage say, <laughs> which is, I've made a note of it. It's when Riddick says, ha, 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 me afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a Nick Cage. What does Nick Cage sound like? I, I don't know. I was thinking about when you said, um, ask me that question, who would be a good Riddick? Mm. Um, it reminded me that I took a photo of myself the other day and I thought that I looked like. <laughs> <laughs> you saying that you would be a good Riddick? And I'm trying to think. I just saw this photo of me with my shirt off and I thought. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not bored, but I want you guys to I'm like do very, a comparison. I am very bored. <laughs> you have to swipe Can we? that way. <laughs> okay. There's Vin Diesel. So, so just to like, um, you know, uh, paint, paint you another word picture at mm. home. Uh, Jack and I are both looking at a, at a mobile phone screen. We've got a picture of uh, this is not this you. Is, this is Vin Diesel, right? This is Vin Diesel. <laughs> this isn't you, Carl. Oh, just let me check. Yeah, this one? That's me. <laughs> That's Vin. This That's is Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. All right. He looks, to be, he looks to be on a red carpet. He's wearing a suit with no tie. Yeah. All right. Now swipe. Uh, that way. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Do I look like Vin Diesel in that photo? <laughs> You look like you're taking a shit. <laughs> I'm very no, hungover you, no, you, you don't in my tent. Like you don't. Maybe we could. Oh, get, come on. Can we put that on the internet somewhere and people can say? They yeah, we'll, we'll like put that in this photo. Up. Yeah, we'll put that in the. I reckon the I've got notes. a similar like buttony type nose to him. <laughs> <laughs> look at the lips. Okay, so maybe you've got Vin Diesel's lips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta stop doing this physical comedy on a podcast. It's it just doesn't translate. Um did you have any suggestions on who would who would 
else could I take was, the role? I was just when you said that, I was thinking you might when we were talking about uh, the role of women in these movies. Yeah, I think it would be an interesting first uh, film role for you know Ronda Rousey. The MMA, oh, that'd be the, so good. That's the a great idea. MMA fighter who's like the biggest athlete in the world. Oh at the no, because she's got she's like biggest like, as in like she's really big. No, she just destroys everyone. Right, and mm. she, they want to get her to start fighting men in Ultimate Ultimate Fighting or MMA. I don't really. Yeah, know. Ultimate Fighting. Ultimate fighting. She, she, yeah. Yeah, I think she'd be. She's very charismatic in real life, and I think she'd be a good actress. Yeah, well. I'm. I'm predicting she'll pop up in the next one. I reckon that is actually a really <laughs> she, good was idea. Was she in Furious Seven? Was that her or someone else? Is that like sure. some maybe? Maybe she was a wrestler or something. I'm not sure. But yeah, she's she's just about conquered the sport world. So I reckon she's due for it to, to start. Like daughter of Riddick. Mm. Ah, Mrs. Riddick. Oh god! When we get to the third one, let me. I think we're at the third one. I think okay, we're at the third one. Riddick is the name of the third one. Mm. It's like, here's what I think happened. They made Pitch Black, mm. right? They get, they're getting to the end of Pitch Black <laughs> and they're going, oh, this Riddick guy is pretty compelling. He's pretty good. Let's rewrite this first movie, turn this guy into a franchise. We can make a franchise out of this. They made a second one. They yeah. went, oh, fuck, we probably can't actually. Let's just make the first movie again. <laughs> yeah. I um I I watched an interview with David Tui, who's the director, um, and he he didn't talk about the writing of it because he wrote and directed mm. all three of these, um, but he was making it very explicit that uh, this the first one was independent, the second one was a studio mm. picture, and the third one was independent, and that the studio had a very heavy mm. role in like testing the film and kind of like I would say determining the, the scale. Right. Um so I, I think that it it's probably like I think that, you know, David Tui probably went into it wanting to make a bigger film, mm. but I think that the film that came out of it probably wasn't exactly right. what he wanted to do. I see. I'm not sure if they could have gone much bigger than this though. You'd said this a few episodes ago that a good franchise eventually goes back to where they started. And Tayuda said, this is... The trailer almost looks like the exact same movie, but it's not really. There is a moment where things go dark and the monsters come out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's not not exactly the same story. Should we do the synopsis? Oh, yeah. I've got that here. Um, Okay. So... Riddick picks up where the last one ends. Uh, Now in charge of the space Nazis. (laughs) Riddick spends his time having orgies and not forcibly converting the universe to his uh, Necromunga religion or looking for the Underverse, which leaves a few in the camp a little restless. And after numerous betrayal attempts, he is sold on the promise of his home planet uh, by the same person he was trying to kill only moments earlier. So what happens here? Carl Urban says, oh, we found the planet. And he says, you know what? If you find the planet for me, I'll give up command, right? Yeah. I So, I actually watched Riddick first um, because I- Very unconventional. Well, I found with the previous ones that I was starting to get a bit tired with the franchises towards the end. And I hadn't seen Riddick yet. So, I didn't want having to sit through the first two <laughs> to like jade my opinion mm. of it. So, I watched it first- um, but I probably shouldn't have because I did not know what the fuck was going on <laughs> uh, for the first, you know, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Although that said, I watched them in order and I felt the same way. Right. Okay, so, good. But I, am I right in saying that? They say, it, we've found your planet. But the thing is, they haven't found the planet. It's not really no, Furion. No. It doesn't, no, Riddick, it's Riddick's idea. I think he's like, Look um, for I've it. had enough of this. I'm bored here. Mm. Take yeah. me, take me, use all your resources. Take me back to Furion. I don't care what's there. I don't care what's not there. Can, but I'm for some there. reason, they don't want to take him back to Furion. They take him to some random planet and some big, tall guy with scratches on his face mm. shoots the cliff off, uh, shoots yeah. the edge of a cliff off with Riddick and leaves him for dead. Basically, they had to figure out a way for him to get stranded on a similar mm. planet to the yeah. first one. Before we go any further into the plot, can I just bring something up uh, that I wanted to say earlier? You know, you were making fun of me before for saying, like, sp- space jail yeah. and space this. Uh, I don't think the movie is that much smarter in its naming conventions. Like, they, they go to that space jail, which is a jail that is, like, set on a really hot planet. Mm. And the planet is called Crematoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of um, Unobtainium. Yeah, exactly. Avatar. Oh, then, my God. And it's then like... Riddick is, like, this really, like, furious guy. Yeah. And he's, from, he's, like, from planet... What Furion? 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 Furia? Yeah. Furia. I think, I think a, it's Fury. It was like it was kind Furion. of like Furiosa in the Mad Max. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like can, can you veil it a yeah. little bit more? <laughs> it's really simple. Uh, I'll just finish the synopsis. Uh, so he arrives on a planet that isn't Furion. He's betrayed and left for dead. And then Riddick sciences the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> It basically becomes man versus wild for 20 minutes yeah. um, and eventually finds his way to an outpost where he sends a signal to the bounty hunters basically saying, come and get me, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> right? And and then some bounty hunters arrive and he basically just wants to take one of their ships, but they don't want to do that. They want the bounty of Yeah, so it's, it's pretty similar in structure to the first one mm. that... He crash lands or is stranded on this planet. Uh, And then uh, there's a bunch of people who don't trust him, but then he's the only one who's going to kind of be able to save them from the the threat of the unknown weird monster things. Mm. That moment comes really late though in the movie, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's not really set up very well. Like I didn't, I didn't know that the rain meant that the monsters were going to be associated mm. with the rain. No. So the first 20 minutes of the movie is basically Riddick wakes up on this planet and he's got like his legs are broken or whatever mm. and he like snaps them back into place. I did like that there was finally a little bit of like fear and vulnerability to mm. Riddick in that mm, first bit. Like he's still true. a badass because he resets his own leg and stuff, but he's yeah. genuinely... He- like, looks like he might not make it. Whereas previously, he's always just been, I'll be fine no matter what. Like happens. when the dog's trying to bite his yeah, feet. Yeah. Yeah. And he Me doesn't look as he- <laughs> <laughs> He's not as in shape either. Yeah. Yeah. He's sort this of- is 2000, uh, 2013. Yeah. It's very new. And yeah, the recently. second one was 2004 mm, and yeah. before that, 2000. So in the space of four years in the first two, he's still very jacked and stacked. Mm. And in this one, he's he's still he, got it. He's, he's still got he's it. A little moments, slack. But he's yeah. a little He's a little slack. Well, he spent, he spent all that time just having orgies. I know. When he was the king. Yeah, because doesn't he talk yeah, about yeah, how good. I got a little bit soft yeah, yeah, yeah. and now this planet's going to make me all hard again. <laughs> <laughs> but the first like 20 minutes of the movie is is basically like you said, it's like the Martian. He's stuck yeah. on this planet. He's going to figure out how to get mm. off. Unlike the Martian. There's don't, like, don't spoil the Martian for me because I haven't seen it. 
Yeah, spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've got to get off the, Mar- the planet. It's basically okay. Yeah. okay, good. Have you seen Castaway? Yes. Then you have seen The Martian. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, basically, he's on this planet, and there's, like, he's got to figure a way to get off, mm. and there's all these, like, space dogs mm. and space scorpions. I've written a note here. The planet is like what Americans think Australia is like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything, yeah. Everything is just trying to kill you, and everything is massive. It is what Australia's yeah. like. And we're, like, fending off snakes and tarantulas yeah. right now. <laughs> As we speak, um, this uh, you said talking about how uh, he thinks that they think they go to Furia, but then it turns out it's not. One of his first lines in the movie is in voiceover, and he says, "I thought we were going to Furia or something. Instead of Furia, we wound up someplace called Not Furia." <laughs> yes, oh my god! No, so bad, so so bad. Mm. Um. There's that moment where he's getting betrayed right at the start and they're sort of having this gunfight with him, which is so... Yeah. Anyway. Um, and they're all shot, shooting his, their force guns at him. And I, I remember that was something that shot me about the second movie and the third one then. They have these force guns. Yeah, I always like, hate that. How much power do these force guns really have? But they do have power. They Enough. tear people's heads off and mm. stuff, yeah. which I suppose... They do some damage. I always hate, like, pew-pew guns mm. in sci-fi. Like... Mm. I like sci-fi movies that have just, like, bullets. bullets. Yeah. Like, aliens. Like, mm. it's just... There, there's nothing scary about, like... Pew, 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 <laughs> Yeah, like a blue orb that's shooting... Yeah, yeah. thanks, you heated up my muffin. Like <laughs> <laughs> Space muffin. <laughs> um, Riddick loves the gag where... You're being chased by... He's being chased by someone. Mm. He drops out of view. Mm. And then they're all like... Where is he? Where's Riddick? And he's on top of the thing that they're yeah. in. Oh, he loves, oh, that, was loves a, that game. That was a great, my favorite shot, I think, in uh, Pitch Black. Sorry. My favorite part in Pitch Black was, uh, so all the remaining survivors are all looking for Riddick because they think they're going to kill him. And then this other guy kind of like pops up, who's this red herring who none of the characters know, and they just shoot him. And then his body falls over, and then they crash mm, zoom crash into it. the background, <laughs> and Riddick is just, like, sitting on top of the caravan, like, having a beer. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, sipping a tea or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's just like, just, like, out in the open, just yeah. be like, suckers. <laughs> he loves doing that. He it's loves, great. Yeah, loves I think, what if he slips up or something? Mm. There's a lot. Um, it happens all the way through the series, but I think it happens the most in this one, because this one is kind of... Um, a lot of it's from the perspective, well, there's a big chunk in the middle from the perspective of the guys who are after Riddick Heaps and he just kind of disappears. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot throughout the whole series of, you know, Riddick doing something badass or them seeing the, the aftermath of Riddick doing something badass, but never really showing how he actually does it. Yeah. Like he'll, mm. there's a scene in the third one where there's two guys out looking for him and then the lights go out or something. And then one of them disappears, and then the other one turns around and just sees him walking off. Yeah, he's kind of he's, got serial killer superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Um, this mm. movie is actually quite mm. strange structurally in that the first half an hour is how is Riddick going to survive on this planet, mm. uh, and then he has this showdown with uh, one of the monsters that are going to come back in the in the at the end. Then the whole kind of middle hour is 
introducing these new characters of these um, bounty hunters who come Jones. to this. Yeah, the, uh, two, the two opposing teams. The two opposing teams of bounty hunters who are both after Riddick. Uh, and then you kind of just don't see Riddick for about an hour as mm, these so new weird. characters introduce themselves and have rivalries and there's power struggles and da-da-da-da. Mm. And then uh, towards the end, Riddick kind of like gives himself up or whatever uh, mm. because there's this new... like. The equivalent of the um, eclipse in the first movie is like there's a rain cloud coming, uh, and they really don't explain it very well that that means there's going to be all these like monsters, mm. pretty much exactly like in the first one. I guess the monsters live in the water. Yeah, but they just don't like. I just didn't. Make I think that I think that was that was intentionally. I think he was saying. I think it was set up like he's saying you've got until the rain gets here, or I'm gonna just fucking kill you all. Yeah, but then it turns out. Then he uses that as a leverage later on. He's like, it's not me you've got to worry about when they've got him in chains. Did he know that, though, that the rain meant that all those scorpion things would come out? I think it did. I think so. I'm not sure. He hadn't been through that, though. We'd followed his journey for a little while, and that that wasn't implied. They, they only needed strange. one moment, right? So they had this in the first movie where um, when the first person dies or the kid dies or whatever, mm. all the space bats kind of, like, get hit by the sunlight and uh, they like yeah, smoke a little yeah, bit and go, ah, yeah. they just needed a moment where the like water scorpion thing mm. goes out into dry land and goes, and ah. goes, ah, and he's like, oh, looks like they can only survive in water, huh? Mm. Like that's all it needed. So yeah. I was so confused about his proposition to them saying, oh, you know, like you guys need me. I would just torture the guy. Torture who? Riddick. Riddick doesn't get torture. Riddick doesn't. Succumb to torture. Mm. I I massively lost. I stopped following it because yeah, I just didn't quite understand what was going on. Like, why it's his proposition didn't quite make sense to I me. I wanted to like it, and I was liking the first half an hour. Mm, I actually really enjoyed the first half an hour as well. Yeah, uh, and then they introduced all these new characters, and I actually didn't mind the first half an hour of those new characters. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, and then when they tried to, it was basically like they had these two movies and then they tried to kind of mush them together yeah, at the end but they were kind of like one movie played out in one direction the yeah other one played out in the other direction and they were kind of yeah yeah sort of running in parallel but and then so backwards. neither of those movies concluded uh in a compelling way because they then put another movie in the end and the mm. other movie was basically the original pitch black yeah yeah, uh, yeah. which they can find yeah. into about half an hour yeah um so weird but yeah, now might be a good time to talk about the uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel sounding a little bit rapey. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say to that female he's, bounty hunter? He's doing this thing where, he, so he's um, tied up and he is kind of doing that thing that like badasses do where they're like, first I'm going to kill you and then I'm going to kill you. Mm. And then he turns to the girl and he's like, and then I'm going to go balls deep in you. Yeah. And then he, but then he like, uh, I think, I don't know if they're like, oh, that sounds a little bit rapey. Because he turns around and he's like, but it'll be consensual. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she sort of is like, mm, yeah. It's like, cool. only if you ask me sweetly or something. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I felt a bit weird. And, and he said he had some comment about her nipples as well. Yeah, he's seen yeah. the color of her nipples or yeah, something. Yeah, he perved on her earlier in the movie because he like yeah. stole something from her while she was in the bathroom. Stole a mirror. That's yeah, right. that's right. Mm. Um, but there was that really sweet bit where it like, you know, when they're like, 
they tell you exactly how they're going to kill everyone and then they kill everyone exactly the in, way they said they were manner. going to. Yeah. They did that and they like, there was some, like, I wasn't expecting this to be like gory, but there was some, there's actually mm. some pretty cool gore in this movie. I think um, there was a lot of talk online about how, you know, saying this first one was independent, the second one was studio, the third one was independent. Mm. The second one, the studio really wanted a PG-13 rating. Yeah. This one, they really wanted an R rating. Yeah. Think, so they amped up the gore yeah yeah so the like a dude gets his head kind of like cut in half and like falls mm. over in just the... above the tongue so you yeah. see that i need to talk about that guy for a bit because i was talking about one-liners yeah yeah there's make... so many of them what's so... his name santana santana, santana. So the, the two opposing teams of bounty hunters who come to find Riddick are the uh, the ragtag group of sort of dirty miscreants mm. um, and the very by-the-book military-style ones. They wear, um, like, sheriff badges. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the other ones are all, like, um, I don't know who you'd liken them to, but they're, they're sort of a bit Like more, pirates almost. Yeah, yeah, space pirates. Yeah. Space um, pirates versus space marines. Yeah, exactly, precisely. That's what it is. And Santana is the leader of the... Uh, space pirates and uh i've got three great things he says here <laughs> the uh so the space marine leader johns comes over uh to introduce himself or something uh and he goes to, like shake his hand and he goes my name is and santana interrupts him and goes too late that's your name you're too late refers <laughs> 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 to him as too late throughout the movie and then later on this, the same two guys are talking about where they're going to find Riddick or something and the space marine proposes some theory about what they're going to do and Santana says where did you get that theory from out of a unicorn's ass oh my god <laughs> you're so right there's, yeah. there's heaps more of these aren't there right, I'll, give, I'll just give one more and then yeah. we can move on I, I don't even know the context but he says what are we playing here retard bingo <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I like about these movies, mm. is that David Tui knows what he likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what he likes, like, isn't good. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about the confidence with yeah, which they say he, things like that. Yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, uh, he, he, he got balls deep into writing this. Mm. All, yeah, that's but it did. was consensual. <laughs> you let it happen yeah. but even just like the way that they like so macho like all of these mm. movies are so macho down to like you know we were talking about the gender roles earlier and how like any female who isn't like a backstabbing kind of like villainess is yeah. basically just like a man yeah. with boobs yeah, 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 yeah um and there's like a bit at the end where i won't go into like the context of it but basically like he's like telling someone that they did a good job. He's like, keep your spine strong, Johns. And it's like, who would ever say anything (laughs) even remotely like that? Yeah. uh, I wanted to bring up one thing, the continuity thing, (laughs) which I was so confused by. Because in the third movie, uh, Detective, there's another space marshal by the name of Johns. And when he drops the name Johns, I'm like, I think he's related to... John's from the first one, but I'd forgotten the name of John's in the first one. But I was like, but wait, he looks of a similar age to what the original John's would be. Oh, and this is set 15 years later or something. Yeah. So it's set 15 years later. 15 years, yeah. Or something. But the difference in age of the actors, does anyone have a guess? Five years? 
So the, 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 there's the fathers in the third one, yep. and the the sons in the first. And one. is it, is the first is the third one definitely set thirteen years after the first one? No, actually, I think it probably is set just a few years, a little time after the second one. So it's probably only set, let's say, seven years. Split, split let's just yeah. okay. So even if it's at seven years, mm. that's putting okay. So seven years plus the age at which he gave. Birth to his so, yeah. OG, so minimum eighteen. OG uh, <laughs> minimum eighteen. This is space, mate. <laughs> All right, like space rules. Space okay, rules. how? What's the space youngest group. you can be to like? Okay, like someone? let's just say thirteen. Tops thirteen. Let's say thirteen. Right? How old was the original Johns in? In we'll say at youngest he was twenty-one. Yeah. Uh, so that would mean that the dad. Would be come on, you do the math. Thirteen plus twenty-one plus seven. Basically, the actor needs to be at least twenty years older in the movie realm. Mm. Yeah, he needs to, mm. and I think like maybe he looks like a little bit older than the actual difference. Mm. But the the I'll just get to it. The real difference is three years <laughs> in the actors. Three years. You've cast a father who's three years older. Who's just three years older. Like, are they expecting you to watch the movies? Space years, man. Back Space to years. back? Maybe, like, like Nivea uh, has just got really good <laughs> in the future. So, like, he is actually 20 years older, but, like, you wouldn't be able to tell. Well, he was a rugby... The, the, the father is Matthew Nabel, and he was a rugby league footballer. I think that does something to your face. It does make you age a bit quicker. Look, <laughs> all, those, all those micro concussions. Yeah, See? yeah. There's yeah, he more wrinkles. Face. And the, the other guy, he looks quite young still. Just showing the... Yeah. Blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still quite young. This is but, our latest oh, segment oh, of the show. Oh. Cole shows us pictures on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Play along at home. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like pictures on your phone. <laughs> a PDF of, of images and we have like a sound. It's like, turn the page now. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have any other things they want to say about Riddick? Um, there's a guy on the Pirate Bounty Hunter team who looks a bit like Drake, the rapper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that. that's it. That's my last note. Cool. About um, it. Oh uh, yeah, okay. But this is going back back to the start. Um, why would you keep Carl Urban around? He's so power hungry. You know he wants power, and you can tell he's trying to kill you at every. I turn. just think I just think Riddick knows who can kill him and knows who can't, and he doesn't think Carl Urban can kill him. Of all the people, he's like probably the best, most likely. You reckon? And he gets stabbed in the other- back by uh, some concubine woman. He gets close to dying. He does. Mm. Anyway, it was disappointing. You guys ready? But to- I want more. <laughs> I, I I would see another one. Yeah. I think I would go to the cinema to see another one. I didn't see this one at the cinema, no. Riddick, because I'm like, those movies are bad, right? Yeah. But after watching these, I'm kind of like, these movies I, are bad. I'm going to go and see all of them. These movies are bad, but in a way that I quite enjoy. Mm. I think I'll watch anything with Vin Diesel in it now. I love Vin Diesel. Do you guys love Vin Diesel? <laughs> I think I love him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not convinced. Uh, am I? I don't know. Well, uh, like he's, what else like, Okay, he so he he likes Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. He was the voice of the Iron Giant. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and like, I just, I just want to give him a hug. Mm. Don't you want to give Vin South Diesel Park a hug? South Park made fun of him in the most recent episode. Oh, really? You know, like, that guy's making a bill a movie. You can't make fun of him. They make fun of him being a bit of a loser, but I think he's like <laughs> cool guy. I like reckon a loser he's really for playing nice. Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. I think he's just a nice guy. Nice guy. Vin. 
We want more of you, Vin, if you're listening. <laughs> more there, he could be listening. Uh, you guys ready to rank him up? Rank him up. Yeah. You go first, Cole. Uh, I think it's a clean... It's a clean one, two, three. Yeah? You thought the two was better than the three? Yeah. It's close, though. It's actually really close. It is close. Two. I don't think it's close. I hated the second one. <sighs> I couldn't pay attention, and I would I got restless, and... I thought I had its moments. I just, I just, it was too much. It was too much. I don't think Riddick is good enough character to support that much shit going on, like all around here. So you're one, three, two? One, three, two, yeah. Um, I'm going to say one, two, three as well. And I'm saying that just because three was kind of like, I liked it, but everything that it did, uh, was done better in the first one. Whereas mm. the second one, I, actually enjoyed how shitty it was for completely different reasons. Mm. So the first two were like both quite original. Uh, the first one was like legitimately quite a good movie. The second one was a terrible movie that I enjoyed because of how bad it was. And the third one was just kind of trying to rehash what the first I feel like one we're going to have very different rankings the whole way through this because I don't think I subscribe to the idea of so bad it's good. I don't think <laughs> I buy that. No, but you're I right can't. about what you said. The first hour, basically, of the third movie, I reckon it's probably the best of the whole series. Mm. Mm. Like him bear grillsing yeah. and then him sending out the beacon and meeting all the bounty hunters. That yeah. was really good. And then it's like... And I really actually liked really? all that stuff with his, like, he has a pet, like, uh, space dingo. And then it mm. dies. I feel like... Uh, they mar- they and made the dog. <laughs> I don't feel like he avenges the dog for as much as he should have. Yeah. He never picks it up. He doesn't bury it. He, he doesn't, doesn't have a really chance. Go, like, you he's killed knocked, my dog. He's knocked out. He's tranquilized. But he gets the guy. Him. He does get the guy. Yeah. Anyway. And I think I think if Riddick was being attacked by a space dog and he had a gun, he would shoot it in the head. <clears> but if anyone at home uh, has watched all three of these movies, uh, feel free to hit us up on uh, our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash franchise with that, and let us know which one you think is good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good plug, Cal. Do we have a um, re- uh, recommendations? Uh, yeah. Mm. Do you guys have some? Yeah. Uh, I might go first this time because I actually have something. Um, in the true spirit of um, finding out that Jack, the character from the first movie, is alive in the second one. Yeah. Yep. Renamed to Kira or whatever. Um, there is a trailer for Titanic 2 on YouTube. <laughs> have oh, you seen this? What? It's called Jack Lives. Oh, great. <laughs> and it, what it does is it splices all these movies from Leonardo DiCaprio films and also Demolition Man, <laughs> <laughs> where they cut him out of ice because he, he sinks to the bottom of the mm. ocean, but he's frozen in a block of ice. <laughs> so they thaw him out, and he comes back in the world, basically mm. like Encino Man, where it's everything's changed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's just overwhelmed by it all, and mm. eventually starts going a bit crazy, like in Romeo and Juliet, shooting, I, shooting in helicopters and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> You've got I, to did, see it. I did read a theory, like a, like a shitty fan theory, that um, Jack from the Titanic survived, and became um, Jay Gatsby in The Great Gatsby. Uh, you know, he became, became a sailor and blah, blah, blah. I, can't I, I like reading those theories, but mm. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Cal, what do you recommend? Uh, well, I, I didn't have this recommendation going in, uh, but I, I mentioned it earlier. And I'm going to recommend Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> now, you're going to know... Channing. You, you'll know if you're the type of person who is going to enjoy this movie. Mm. And you'll know that by knowing about yourself that you like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you gobble it up. Oh. You shit eaters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there is this great line in it uh, where uh, Mila Kunis, who is the titular uh, character. No, she's not. Yes, she is. She's called Jupiter. <laughs> um, goes to Sean Bean's house and there's all these bees there for some reason and she doesn't get stung by a bee. And Sean Bean goes... Have you ever been stung by a bee? And she goes, no. She goes, that's because you're queen of the world. <laughs> what? It's the best. Queen of the world. And, and Does he say that's because you're queen of the world or that's because you're queen of the world? You're queen of the world. Never been stung by a bee. <laughs> uh, and Channing Tatum pays a half space wolf, a half man guy uh and it's very silly and it's 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 a bad movie but i enjoyed it a lot oh my i won't be watching it sorry i'm not gonna watch that yeah look you like if this sounds good to you if you're listening to this going oh yeah yeah this is right i am a alley. glutton for punishment then yeah check it out david tui director of pitch black is like oh yeah <laughs> got my friday night sorted yeah and it's just like i was saying earlier there's not a lot of Big budget, silly sci-fi. Mm. Um, so, like, if you just like like sci-fi, and you, you at this point you've got to be like, I'll just take what I get. If you like sci-fi, don't like deficit yourself. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of people. That's like mm. most of the internet. <laughs> uh, I am going to a bit of a different recommendation this week. It's kind of not so much a recommendation to our listeners, but a recommendation to you guys. Uh-oh, I'm going to recommend... Pick better movies. recommend <laughs> <laughs> you find someone else because I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend a new segment that I've invented. Oh, cool. That we're going to do. Like um, right now? Um, Cole said, oh, cool. Feigning ignorance that I hadn't actually brought it up with him beforehand because it has right. more to do with you. Uh, I was, oh, shit. <laughs> I actually had forgotten. But now I've remembered, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is a segment that I thought of after you gave your great pitch for Deep Blue C2, Deep Blue All Seniors. Right. <laughs> the segment's called Deep Blue Sequels. <laughs> and the way it works is this week... That's much cleverer than what I called it, but go on. I'm gonna, this week, I'm going to give you a challenge for the movie that doesn't have a sequel yet. Yeah. Next episode, you have to come back and I want you to pitch a sequel to that movie. Ooh, challenge accepted. And... Uh, because we'll we'll have announced the challenge on this episode. People, if they want, can go on our Facebook or our Twitter and give their own ideas for stuff. That we don't have about. a Twitter, but we'll make one. Okay, okay. Forget I said Twitter, but now by the time you hear this, we might have we a might Twitter. Might have a Twitter that that might be at franchise with that. So is this going to rotate around? So no, I think it's just all Cal. To be honest, with you. <laughs> <laughs> leave it up uh, to you to come up with a post of the marketing. And what's everything. the movie? So uh, by the next time we record. I would like to hear your pitch for a sequel to The Shawshank Redemption. Oh. oh so and I good. think you should call it Shawshank Revolutions. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You don't have to come up with it now. You've got two weeks. The Shawshank Redemption is the, the prison one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
So generate. Oh, that was your recommendation. My, my recommendation is adding that to the podcast. All right. Okay. Uh, so what are what the the balls in your court this week, Jack? What oh are, yeah, 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 yeah. What's the uh, next franchise on the list? So, uh, hands in, guys. Quack. 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 We're doing Star Wars. No, we're doing Mighty Ducks. Yes. I always do the quack thing with my friends when I'm trying to get them around a bad idea. So I can't wait to finally watch the movies. How many are there? Three. Three. What about the animated series? You're going to watch that? Oh, God. The whole series. No, we're not. Are there actual ducks in that? Yeah, there are actual ducks. Crime fighting ducks. Hockey playing crime fighting ducks. Yeah. No, we'll just stick with the Good movies. Good choice. We'll, uh, re- we'll pay a visit to Coach Bombay. Don't know mm. what that is because I haven't seen them. Haven't you seen them? I've seen them so many times. All right. Uh, well, wrap it up, boys. It's, uh, we, you've been listening to Would You Like Franchise with that. As we mentioned earlier, you can check it uh, out on Facebook and maybe Twitter. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so see how you go. All the info is at franchisewiththat.com. Thanks, guys. See you next time. See ya. See ya.